What's up, what's up, what's up? It's Vegas, a.k.a. Mr. 702, live from the building, and we are about to go under the armor. With so many things going on in our world today, it can have a great impact on our motivation. There are many stresses that can leave us mentally and physically exhausted. Many of us can become burnt out in in combination with a fear of how our society is ever so often experiencing changes. This could have a complete negative impact on your overall creativity. Creativity is more than just dance, writing, theater, drama, acting, singing, and music. Creativity can be business, cooking, social media content, and even having a weekly podcast. Creative expression amplifies three significant components sensation emotion and knowledge creativity is known to decrease depression studies in the field of psychological research suggest that engaging in artistic activities significantly decreases negative emotional experiences um, over a given time and ultimately reduces depressive episodes. Creativity offers a release of stress hormones and for tangled up cognitive and emotional experiences. The creative process is ultimately beneficial to the human psyche because making things is inherently a human trait. The drive for creation propels most of the scientific discoveries and historical events in the past. The desire to create, to express, and to improve the quality of life all seems to be interconnected. Um, For me, personally, my creativity comes in the kitchen. My creativity comes with this podcast. I'm even trying to learn how to play the guitar. Um, My creativity even comes on the basketball court when I'm trying to do things that push my ability as a basketball player. Um, Honestly speaking, I think that we all need to have creative moments because those are things oftentimes that we do that we actually love and that we're actually extremely passionate about. Most often exploring one's creativity involves taking risks of some sort. I I truly get excited when it comes when I have the ability to try something new. Like um just this week I've been trying to cook new things, add new things to my recipe arsenal. And when I go on foodnetwork.com or tasty or or see something that I haven't fixed before, I get super, super excited because it, it stimulates me, it stimulates how I would cook. Um, what kind of flavors I would use, what kind of seasonings, and it's and it's just something really, really I'm, that I'm really passionate about. However, for all of us, when when we are having the ability to create um, new things, it can greatly just stimulate us and, and and get good, positive and productive juices flowing. When we are seeking a new horizon, when we are seeking new creations when we are trying to create we have to ensure that we're doing it in a safe place because oftentimes creativity is extremely vulnerable and so protection is required in order to foster growth there was a gentleman named andrew nung um he was um a head boardsman at google and he believed that innovation is not due to an unprecedented flash of genius he really truly believed that um, innovation was um, due more to creative and innovative sy- systematically. So one of the things big at Google is they create systems that 
encourage and almost implore their employees to be creative. And I thought that that was just really, really interesting. Another way that I think as human beings that we can really, really tap into our creativity is just by um, collaborating. When learning from others, um, when creating with others, when even bouncing ideas off of others, I think that we can get a very high just overall boost of, within our creativity and just within our overall positive mindset. Um, I'm not quite sure how this works as far as a scientific way of the brain, but I think when people collab, you start sharing knowledge and energy and all these other good things and it has a very lasting positive effect on all parties involved. Um, When we are able to gain knowledge and insights from others, we are able to input that into our ideas, and then we're able to even, we're able to tap even farther and just to our overall creative ways and our creative juices. Um, There is virtue in work. There's virtue in rest. Use both and overlook neither. I think one of the biggest problems with creativity in the 21st century is that we never have a time to just do nothing. We never have a time to soak it all in. Um, Sometimes we have our best ideas when we're not racking our brains, trying to come up with something amazing or come up with something great. It could be while you're meditating. It could be after a wonderful night of sleep. It could be um, while you're wandering in the shower. It could even be while you're just taking a, a drive to nowhere. I think that sometimes when we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be creative and in society, when we have a lot of pressure from our work and we have a lot of pressure from our staff and we have a lot of pressure from our significant other and we have a lot of pressure as a parent, that we need to step away from whatever we're working on, especially if we're stuck for a few minutes and just really breathe and do nothing. I think another great thing to do that will help um, foster your creativity is go extreme. If you've heard my other podcast, you would know I did a, um, a podcast statement on just going plus ultra. And sometimes you just need to think about the most as outrageous idea you can imagine. And then you need to list what and how that idea can become possible. And I think that when you are trying to do the impossible or doing something that you would perceive to be truly outrageous, it will stretch your creativity and it will actually help reinvigorate you so that when you go back to your normal task of creativity, you'll have something there. I think we all need to be creative. I think we all need to express our creativity. I think we all need to do things that we are passionate about that even if there was no monetary value next to it, we would still do it because of the love. And whether that's singing, painting, drawing, cooking, gardening, doing ceramics, you need to find what it is that you love to do, that you can spend an hour a day doing that will actually bring you joy and bring you so much pleasure that that words can't be able to describe it because as human beings we can get caught up in the nine to five we can get caught up in having to do x y and z and we don't give ourselves a moment to be truly creative i think that's one of the greatest things when you look at kids a kid will take toys or will take nothing i will take a sandbox and create a whole universe just out of their imagination and remember 
as an adult, you never stop being a kid. You just grow up and have more responsibilities. So I encourage you to be creative and to spark your imagination and to remember that those things are just as important as working and taking care of things. A popular general budgeting rule allocates that 50% of annual income be reserved to necessities such as housing, 30% be reserved to discretionary expenses such as travel, and the remaining 20% be reserved for savings. Um, the medium necessary living wage across the entire United States is an estimate of $67,690 per year. I thought that was pretty interesting because we know that the medium income of most people living in America is not $67,690 per year. And even though we're in this time um, where there is a lot of financial unrest due to just the type of season we are as far as the the situation with what is going on with the the COVID and things like that and people working and people not working and people being able to find work and people not being able to find work. I thought it was interesting when looking at how much money do you need to live comfortably? And I know that one of the main things about having money is the fact that we have to spend money. Now, spending too much money is a recipe for disaster. You need to spend money to live. You need a roof over your head. You need water to take a shower. You need a car to drive for the most part. And spending money isn't bad. But in all honesty, if we are not practicing and developing good money habits, then debt and financial crisis will end up being something that we experience. And trust me, nobody wants to be in a financial constraint because oftentimes it leads to so many other problems and so many other stressors. We've all been in a situation where it feels like we're not blowing money and then you realize that you actually been spending money pretty recklessly. Amazon is a great example. Click, 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 click. Boom. Now you just spent $300 on a bunch of stuff and you can't really remember why. Undisciplined spending can aid in the increasing of debt and the overall failure to maintain discipline in order to achieve financial goals. However, the biggest question I have is, do you even have a system around your money? Now, all of us know that there are apps out there and for a good amount of bit of us we learn how to spend money we learn how to budget money from our parents or our grandparents or just you know understanding how economic works but no matter how you have the system having a budget system that tells you what you can spend guilt-free is essential budgeting too sick we know is also a recipe for disaster. Pushing yourself to the financial limit might work in the short run. Like we've all, oh, I'm not going to spend nothing um, in this next month because I'm trying to accomplish X, Y, Z, or I'm not going to spend nothing because I want to pay this bill off. However, 
even though that may work in the short run, we know that it will not last for an extended period of time. Extremism always pushes back. And before you know it, you will be spending money that you were not counting or factoring in in your extreme budget. Um, we all have a desire to want to accumulate wealth and accumulate a financial freedom. However, we have to go about it in a very systematic way. Now, just like overspending is bad, just like budget restriction is bad, um, being extremely frugal can be can be negative. Um, one of the things that I, I always believe in is that you pay, what you pay for is what you get. So one of the things that I, I tend to allow myself to be very liberal in spending is my overall supplements for things like my protein, my pre-workout, my creatine, my BCAAs. These are things that I put in my body in my multivitamin. These are things that I put in my body on a daily. So while Yes, I could be very, very frugal and maybe get them from Walmart or Target. I tend to go with the brands that A, I know works for my body personally and B, um, that are most effective. And those are the ones that are not most cheap. Um, oftentimes, I tend to spend a good amount of money just on protein alone. However, I know that when I don't consume protein on a daily basis, especially a protein shake where it has gives me like 54 grams, I end up eating the whole kitchen because I'm searching for a way to consume all that protein. Now, um, being smart with your money is always the way to go. And when it comes to finances, being smart has to become a norm, has to become the standard. We don't want to be on either side of the spectrum. We don't want to be so frivolous with our money that we waste it, nor do we want to be so restricted with our money. It puts us in a bad situation or it makes us have more stress because of the way that we're putting all this stress on us not to spend money. And then we finally have to understand that um, even if you had a million bucks, the most important thing would would be for you to be able to live comfortably. Living comfortably meaning knowing what you are getting after you pay all your bills. Understanding that you are prepared if a crisis was to happen, such as your car breakdown or you needed somewhere to go. And also having the allocated funds being saved up over an extended period of time to take a vacation to enjoy yourself, to do something other than warm. And last but not least, as a 31-year-old, my mindset now more than ever is just thinking about my retirement because I don't believe that Social Security is going to be able to fund my generation for a retirement. So not only am I thinking as far as budgeting and saving and, 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 and moving in that direction, but I'm also thinking of enterprises that make money continuously even when I'm not there. So I hope that you felt this part of the podcast was very, very insightful. If you do not have a budget, you can go online and just go ahead and Google how to create a financial budget and just follow that and see if it doesn't have a positive impact on you on a day to day. What's up? Thank you for taking the time to tap into this podcast. If you want to follow me on social medias, you can follow me on Facebook at Joshua Broomfield. You can follow me on Instagram at VegasMr702.com. 
If you have any comments, feedback, or you have any suggestions for the podcast, you can go ahead and either hit me up directly on both those sites, or you can go ahead and email me at VegasMr702 at Gmail. Once again, thank you for checking out the podcast and follow me. I'll make sure to follow you back. There is an... Arabic proverb that states you should write the bad things that happen to you in the stand so that they can easily be erased from your memory. However, most of us engrave the bad things that happen to us in marble and therefore our painful memories remain immortalized in our minds. We walk around with our failures, our mistakes, and our disappointments and our hurts. Everyone has a past. I have a past. You have a past. And in that past, more likely than none, Something terrible has happened. However, we need to understand that in order to live fully in the present and adequately plan for the future, we have to learn how we can allow those painful memories from the past to let go. The past can hold you back. I know that personally, um, dealing with some of my own anger issues and, and some of the things that happened to me when I was brought up. Um, it definitely can hurt your present and it can even ruin your future. My dad was one of my worst adversaries growing up. Um, until I entered middle school, I only knew a single parent house. And then my mom and my dad remarried and my life personally became a living hell. There was so much tension in my house that there were days where no one would talk to each other. And when we relocated to Ohio, my sophomore year in high school, my father actually abandoned us and returned to Las Vegas. My father was one of the most extremely negative and highly abusive people I have ever come across. But while the abuse was mostly verbal and emotionally, it did escalate to being physical. And for many, many, many years, I hated him with a passion. However, I had, to, I had to let go of the past so that I could be free and move on from the past shackles that were around my soul that continued to weigh me down. My past was directly connected to my anger and my inability to control my temperament. Um, as a 31-year-old, I can tell you that it was quite embarrassing being 21, 22, 23, and even 24, and having a temper and a rage and a temperament that was inside of me that was so volatile that when I became upset, it would explode, and I would just go ballistic. However, one of the things that is a true undeniable fact is no matter how hard I try, I don't have the power to change the past. No one can change the past. What is done is what's done. And no one can go back in time and change any situation. The only thing that we can do as human beings is to accept it, learn from it, and move on. One of the biggest ways that we can accept it, learn from it, and move on is the art of forgiveness. And while we always preach about and speak about and even stress about forgiving others, we also have to forgive ourselves. We cannot afford to waste a precious minute dwelling on a past event. Life is simply too short. And we all have many important things that we have to accomplish. And that requires our undivided attention and our undivided focus in order to accomplish them. How long do you have to live? Right now, it is August 15th of 2021 and 
we hear about death each and every day just by turning on the news. And I implore you to appreciate each second, minute, hour, and day you have in the land of the living. And if you do have the habit of living in the past, I really, really, really encourage for you to to find and figure out a way that you can break free and press forward. Because every second one spends on dwelling in the past is a second that they are missing or even wasting in the present and with their future. Your Our past mistakes not only need to be staying in the past, they also have to understand that your past helps improve you, who you are as a person. A lot of things that I went through as a child, a lot of things that I went through as a young adult have helped shape and mold me into the person I am today. So when one gives me a compliment of, oh, you're this, you're that, I can literally say that, no, this is a work in progress. This is something that has took years in order to um, to produce in order to yield fruit because I was always trying to improve myself and now I'm starting to see some of the fruit of my labor. However, we have to understand that living in the past causes negative thoughts that can not only affect our mind, but can also affect our health. It can lead to stress, anxiety, depression, insomnia, obesity, and even anorexia. And it can cause us as people to consistently feel tired all the time. It can affect our ability to stay productive at work and even impact us and prevent us from enjoying the many little happy things that life has to offer. By holding on to our past, oftentimes we are blocking our own happiness. And the last thing you want in life is to be alone. However, holding on to the past can make you a very toxic person, a person that other people will avoid because of your aura, because of your spirit, because of who you are. At the end of the day, you don't want to be a person who is extremely resentful or extremely jaded or just always carrying around the negative baggage of the past. And so I tell you now, you have the power to create how you're going to live the life that you have that's left. You can give yourself a chance to be happy. You can understand that while adversity is a part of life, the strength to and the skill and the know-how to overcome it is already embedded in you. And sometimes you have to discover how to um, produce that out of you and you have to discover how to tap into that. But I can also tell you that when we as people begin to live a daily life that is thankful and that is present and that acknowledges while we may have experienced some darkness in the past, we can be working towards finding the light and finding the cause to live in the future. One of the things that I'm most proud about is when my dad died on October the 8th of 2016, he didn't die um not knowing that his son loved him. He didn't die knowing, not knowing that his son had forgave him. He didn't die not knowing that his son had really understood that while 
he had been through some things himself as a child and as a young adult that affected the way he parented me when I needed him there that I no longer held that against him. And I do believe that my dad um, left this earth knowing that me as a son loved and cared about him as a father and as a human being. So if you are dealing with things in your past, just remember that you have to release the past. You have to stand firmly in the present and you have to prepare confidently for the things that are gonna happen in your future. There is an Arabic proverb that states you should write the bad things that happened to you in the stand so that they can easily be erased from your memory. However, most of us engrave the bad things that happened to us in marble and therefore our painful memories remain immortalized in our minds. We walk around with our failures, our mistakes, and our disappointments and our hurts. Everyone has a past. I have a past, you have a past. And in that past, more likely than none, something terrible has happened. However, we need to understand that in order to live fully in the present and adequately plan for the future, we have to learn how we can allow those painful memories from the past to let go. The past can hold you back. I know that personally, um, dealing with some of my own anger issues and, and some of the things that happened to me when I was brought up. Um, it definitely can hurt your present and it can even ruin your future. My dad was one of my worst adversaries growing up. Um, until I entered middle school, I only knew a single parent house. And then my mom and my dad remarried and my life personally became a living hell. There was so much tension in my house that there were days where no one would talk to each other. And when we relocated to Ohio my sophomore year in high school, my father actually abandoned us and returned to Las Vegas. My father was one of the most extremely negative and highly abusive people I have ever come across. But while the abuse was mostly verbal and emotionally, it did escalate to being physical. And for many, many, many years, I hated him with a passion. However, I had, to, I had to let go of the past so that I could be free and move on from the past shackles that were around my soul that continued to weigh me down. My past was directly connected to my anger and my inability to control my temperament. Um, as a 31-year-old, I can tell you that it was quite embarrassing being 21, 22, 23, and even 24, and having a temper and a rage and a temperament that was inside of me that was so volatile that when I became upset, it would explode and I would just go ballistic. However, one of the things that is a true undeniable fact is no matter how hard I try, I don't have the power to change the past. No one can change the past. What is done is what's done. And no one can go back in time and change any situation. The only thing that we can do as human beings is to accept it, learn from it, and move on. One of the biggest ways that we can accept it, learn from it, and move on is the art of forgiveness. And while we always preach about and speak about and even stress about forgiving others, we also have to forgive ourselves. We 
cannot afford to waste a precious minute dwelling on a past event. Life is simply too short. And we all have many important things that we have to accomplish. And that requires our undivided attention and our undivided focus in order to accomplish them. How long do you have to live? Right now, it is August 15th of 2021. And we hear about death each and every day just by turning on the news. And I implore you to appreciate each second, minute, hour, and day you have in the land of the living. And if you do have the habit of living in the past, I really, really, really encourage for you to to find and figure out a way that you can break free and press forward. Because every second, one spends on dwelling in the past is a second that they are missing or even wasting in the present and with their future. Your Our past mistakes not only need to be staying in the past, they also have to understand that your past helps improve you who you are as a person. A lot of things that I went through as a child, a lot of things that I went through as a young adult have helped shape and mold me into the person I am today. So when one gives me a compliment of, oh, you're this, you're that, I can literally say that, no, this is a work in progress. This is something that has took years in order to um, to produce, in order to yield fruit, because I was always trying to improve myself, and now I'm starting to see some of the fruit of my labor. However, we have to understand that living in the past causes negative thoughts that can not only affect our mind, but can also affect our health. It can lead to stress, anxiety, depression, insomnia, obesity, and even anorexia. And it can cause us as people to consistently feel tired all the time. It can affect our ability to stay productive at work and even impact us and prevent us from enjoying the many little happy things that life has to offer. By holding on to our past, oftentimes we are blocking our own happiness. And the last thing you want in life is to be alone. However, holding on to the past can make you a very toxic person, a person that other people will avoid because of your aura, because of your spirit, because of who you are. At the end of the day, you don't want to be a person who is extremely resentful or extremely jaded or just always carrying around the negative baggage of the past. And so I tell you now, you have the power to create how you're going to live the life that you have that's left. You can give yourself a chance to be happy. You can understand that while adversity is a part of life, the strength to and the skill and the know-how to overcome it is already embedded in you. And sometimes you have to discover how to um, produce that out of you and you have to discover how to tap into that. But I can also tell you that when we as people begin to live a daily life that is thankful and that is present and that acknowledges while we may have experienced some darkness in the past, we can be working towards 
finding the light and finding the cause to live in the future. One of the things that I'm most proud about is when my dad died on October the 8th of 2016, he didn't die um not knowing that his son loved him. He didn't die knowing, not knowing that his son had forgave him. He didn't die not knowing that his son had really understood that while he had been through some things himself as a child and as a young adult that affected the way he parented me when I needed him there, that I no longer held that against him. And I do believe that my dad um, left this earth knowing that me as a son loved and cared about him as a father and as a human being. So if you are dealing with things in your past, just remember that you have to release the past. You have to stand firmly in the present and you have to prepare confidently for the things that are going to happen in your future. Remember, to be more real, be more human, be more honest. Catch me next time as we continue to go under the armor.